Welcome, welcome to another Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, you're always listening, we're always talking, we're Potter casting, hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we talk about the Harry Potter stuff, yeah, we talk about the Harry Potter stuff, we talk about the Harry Potter. Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, you're always listening. Hey Potter people, hey Potter people, we're always talking, we're Potter casting. Today's podcast is brought to you by Borders. In May, thousands of Harry Potter fans descended upon New Orleans for the Phoenix Rising Conference. Borders and your friendly podcast hosts were there to take in the sights and share a lively discussion of the series that bewitched the world. Listen in and watch the action yourself. Check out the Phoenix Rising Borders Book Club discussion at bordersmedia.com slash Harry Potter or click the Borders banner at the top of the podcast page. Fred says hello to... Hey, everybody! Who here now? Who here already knows about Fred? It's a little cooler up here. It's not as hot. Fred. I like it. It is cooler up here. We just yeah. come from... <laughs> we've been... Where? We've been some pretty hot places. Phoenix, Tucson, Albuquerque, Albuquerque thank you. Vegas. Uh, Vegas. LA Los was Angeles, a little cooler. San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. And, uh, what else? I think that might, might be it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. We didn't do a show in Santa Fe. We just got lost yeah. a lot. We had, we had Chicago a while ago, too. We don't have Sue with us here today. We're very sorry. Oh. I know. Is there a... Say hi, Sue. Hi, Well, luckily, this is our last one without her. Yeah, she'll so be back. she'll be back for the rest of them. But, um, so, um, we usually say welcome to, to uh, the city, but we're the ones that are coming, so it's always, yeah, always every time stupid. Yeah, every time. We sit down. We're like, welcome so, to San Yeah, no. thanks mm. for coming to your own city. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for but, coming. Uh, thanks for waiting for us, anyway. Well, thanks for waiting for us. I was the one. I was the one that got the privilege to drive the entire trip from LA. So well, I'm not the fastest of drivers, I suppose. But oh my God, we almost got pulled over, and I had just got a speeding ticket not that long ago. So I was all freaking out. But the guy, the guy behind us, the cop had his sirens on, and he's all yelling at me during his uh, with his little speaker. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll pull over. And he's all like, no, no, get out of the way, get out of the way. And he was trying to go past me. So I'm no, like, no, oh no, my God. Because John starts, we're on the left side, so you know when a siren, you're supposed to go to the right. And so John starts going to the like, left, I'm gonna, I'm and the cop is like, the to the right, to the right. So he starts going to the right. He goes there. Now you got it. Like, yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> On the highway, and so. I and I just handed the wheel over to Fred too. So I, you know, Fred has just got his license. He's still getting used to his programming. So, for those who don't know Fred, he's our, our happy armadillo that we picked up in Phoenix. Yes, um, he's made an appearance on almost every of yeah, our live podcasts every. to but, date. Uh, How many of you have been listening to the shows as they go up on podcast.com? So we've awesome. got no surprises for you here today at all. What, what are we going to do last first? One we put up anyway. I'm going to ask them. What are we going to do first? Well, we did that. Yes. We said hi. Well, say hi again. Five questions. Because we have to figure out which city that we go to knew their Harry Potter the best. And well, I've been, saying, we just, I've been saying all along that it was going to be San Francisco. Wasn't I? He has. He has. Who thinks John's right? Yeah. I don't know. Tucson might have been louder. Who thinks John's right? Who thinks John's wrong? No, no one's going to yell for that. I like screaming. Well, I guess somebody might be smarter. The low self-esteem person in the crowd. Yeah. Well, our first first big predictions exam, and by the way, if you want to prove that you know the most about Harry Potter, and we know that you probably think you do, um, go to our website, Leaky at Leaky, and we have a test um, that currently has 400 questions. The ultimate ultimate Deathly Hallows exam. Yeah. Don't uh, we have a fancy little address like dhexam.leakynews.com? I always forget what it is. It's leakynews.com slash book seven exam. Yeah, something like that. Exam. Yeah, we'll, you'll find it. You'll find there's it. There's a link somewhere. Leakynews.com <laughs> will find it for you. And um, it shortly will have 500 questions. And yes. when it's done, when the book is out, we will grade this test and we'll discover which of the now more than 45,000 people who have taken Excellent. it. Excellent. Um, Cat was the the El Predictor, yeah. and if it turns out to be Cheryl Klein of Scholastic, then we're going to have a problem. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she threatened to take it. We're like, just don't, just don't yeah. do it. The, the username Hot Cheryl forty five hundred 
does not qualify. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so our first, I'm sorry? Okay. Our first question in our, in our big five-question prediction exam is, of course, well, should we save the big one for last? Why do we always do the big one first? I don't know. We're very anticlimactic on we podcasts. Are. So. Okay, we're going to we're gonna switch it up. We're going to do the last one first. Oh, fancy. Oh, fancy. Who thinks that during this book, we will see the other side of the veil? If I, You guys are all psyched. Ready? Okay. If you think so. If you think not, and that's ridiculous. Wow. San Francisco enjoys the veil, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So going backwards, this is challenging my memory. Do oh. not walk into the veil on your own accord. That's my advice of the day. We saw the movie last night. Yeah, we, we can't, can't talk, really talk about, about it, it yet, what, what day does the show go up? Um, 11th. Really? The 11th? They know? Seriously? No, no, no. Just, no, no, no. I was going to be like, wow. They got into our internal files here. No, when this episode is going to go online is what we're trying to figure out. Oh, because we're a little we bit probably behind. still can't talk about probably it. Probably still yet. can't talk about it. But. It's, it's pretty darn cool, though. We'll say yeah. that much. Um, anyway. Oh, will Harry, just Harry, return to school for classes in Deathly Hallows? If you think he will, say something loud. See, heck no, heck no. You know what's happening? Everybody's listening to the other shows, and they're all yeah. they're making up their minds. Like, so now we're getting the same answers in cities. every city. we got to switch this. Well, we can't switch it up I now. I don't know. We have to maybe add another question. Um, there'll be a tiebreaker at the end. All right. Well, if you think that Harry will be not returning to school for class, make your noise here. <laughs> all right. Harry dropped out. Very sad pandas. We're not going to do that joke again. Nope. You know what joke we're talking about already? We're not going to repeat it. You'll hear it. You'll hear it on other podcasts. School dropout. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> number three was if Harry, if you really think that Harry is Horcrux, oh, make your embarrassing fun. cheering here. <laughs> if you think that Harry and his scar, nothing of Harry is a Horcrux, make your noise here. said something very good in the car that we were talking yes um here's here's the anti harry is a horcrux theory right here yes if voldemort can't even stand to be inside harry to possess possess him for five seconds in order of the phoenix the book right how does his soul hang out there for 16 years you know 17 years he's not a horcrux no way okay harry's gonna get him through their mind link He's going to do, like, Professor Xavier powers through the link. He's going to be all, like, crippling him from within and unhinging his mind with all this love. It's going to be brilliant. And That's we're going to sing say. Kumbaya. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Second to last question. No, no, no. Number two. Second to last question. Oh, oh they said it's the Get last it? question. Second to last question. Hold oh, on, hold on. we got a prop for this one. Hold on. Raffle. Oh, here it comes. I love this music. It's Kung Fu Snape, everybody. That's, Sue has a whole song. You'll see it on one of the blogs. Is it on? It was yeah. Kung Fu Snaping. I don't know if it was yet. It's coming soon. Okay, so so anyway, here's our Mr. Snape. And our question is, is he good or is he evil? So, so if you think good. Good, good. Wow. If you think he is a very bad man. Well, San Francisco, trust Snape. Pro Snape in San Francisco? Why do you think this is? Why? We love everyone. You love everyone? Oh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm leaving that alone. And then our final question, the big question, which you've all probably guessed by now, is will Harry walk out of this one alive? If you think he'll survive Deathly Hallows, make your noise here. If you think Harry will see the end of his days in Deathly Hallows, make a noise here. This is when we tell those people that, to get <laughs> out of here. There's the door. Thanks for uh, being Thanks for no, coming. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We, no, we, no. 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 I see you, green shirt. No. LOL. I saw you cheer. 
Well, cool. Well, we'll tally those votes, and we'll see if San Francisco is the grand we're gonna, champion. We're going to have to start adding another question. Maybe at the next show. All right. Okay. Okay. We'll start adding another question, and then for the other cities, they can just write in, and we'll take like a percentage because we're going to need a tiebreaker. You guys are all saying the same thing. This is interesting. Um, the next headmaster of Hogwarts. Okay. If you think it is going to be Hagrid. We already know. No. Oh. Shouldn't have told you that. Come on. Yes, Dolish. I feel like. Who little is, little who did anybody know. I think we can tell you that. Little did anybody know Dolish had years of teaching experience and nobody was aware of. But, Seriously, um, nobody. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Even him. Were you seriously asking that question? Well, no, that one's obviously McGonagall, but... Okay, um, Unless she gets toasted, which is totally possible. No. No. What if, what if nah, McGonagall... I don't think she will. What if, what if McGonagall and Snape Very. are the same person? Did you all hear that from Albuquerque? <laughs> oh. We're sorry. Poor Albuquerque. We, just, we left Albuquerque and we're just making fun of it. No, right. just that we're one not, person. Yeah, just that one person. We'll be sending no, emails shortly now. she. Oh, sadness. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Anyway, this is the part where we usually say public service announcement, but we're done with Harry and the Potters. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait until sense. you hear the Los Angeles show. The public oh, service my gosh. announcements were the best. Well, yet. speaking of the Los Angeles show, this was very interesting because our canon conundrum for the Los Angeles show was all about the motto of Hogwarts, never tickle a sleeping dragon, and the possibility of Hogwarts fighting back from an attack on its walls and its students and everything. And I don't know how many of you have been online today, but there was a very interesting bit of uh, info to go on the Bloomsbury website um, from Stephen Fry, who had a little th- uh, hello to say to everybody. Yeah, and he, he basically just talked about the audiobook and how you can buy the British edition audiobook on the same day of release for the first time ever, which is nice, you know, because... It's huge! Tire, it, it has to affect sales waiting. Anyway, so at the end, he said, well, I can't tell you anything about the book, but I will say this. Draco Dormian's Nunquam Titillandus. He just said the school motto. That's the only thing he would say about the whole book. Yeah. So clearly it's if important. That was his one message to make, the school motto. It really should have everybody thinking about that and what that means and what that is going to mean for everybody in Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Because I think that it's a big, that really pushes the idea that the school is the sleeping dragon, that you don't mess with the school and the people inside of it. And, I think we're ready to see a big battle on the Hogwarts grounds. So, What do you guys think about that? Hogwarts grounds, yeah? Hogwarts grounds, big, huge, all the, all the creatures come out. We keep joking about the house yeah. elves riding out to, on, you know, on horseback. Mm. You know, Harry on their back. Well, they, they better not get too close to Dumbledore's tomb slash memorial there. Or those Death Eaters are probably going to find themselves in bad shape. Because I bet there's all kinds of enchantments on that thing. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dumbledore's, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. (laughs) He's done. He's out. I give up. Nah. I don't think so. It's just, there's nothing in there anymore. It's just. Yeah, it's true. It's just the, well, Well, body. LOL. Um, What now? Conventrum time? (laughs) We're going to talk about the, the, the. The motto at all? You don't want to hear well, I mean, we, I mean, the people, I mean, I guess you guys haven't heard it, but people at home will have just heard that whole big half-hour conversation about the motto. But, yeah. Well, who um, thinks they have the best theory about what the motto could really mean, stand for? Yeah. Who's not given it any thought at all until now? Yeah, I hear yeah, that. Lots of, yeah. I hear that. No, totally. Well, this is usually a time where we do a canon conundrums, but in our, in our mad rush to get here on time, we haven't chosen We don't know what canon conundrum we talk about today, so we're not so, going to do any. Not going to do any. Just kidding. But, no, no, no. We're kidding. We're kidding. <laughs> we're going to take five or six of your suggestions and then pick one. Yeah. So I know you've got one. What, what, what conundrum would you like to do? Good one. Sure. I want to do hers and not take any more suggestions. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Aren't we? Okay, who's got one that Let's they take here? some more. This is a very, very good one, though. Anybody want to? Everybody's like, do hers. <laughs> I think we should. Okay, just what's your name? Laurie's, Laurie brought up the moment when, in Half-Blood Prince when Dumbledore is drinking the potion and he's having that horrible vision, that horrible moment. Uh, he's saying, don't hurt them, don't hurt them. Actually, anybody got a copy of the book on them? 
I don't know if a Porter's would have Half-Blood Prince in it. Would I was just going to say, she does. But I knew somebody right here would have it. Um, who wants to do a dramatic reading? You want to do it? Come up. There's a microphone right there. Very dramatic reading. <laughs> got to find the page. So, do, 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 do. I'm not worried. I'm with you. Best line ever. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Here it is, here it I'm is. I'm not afraid. I'm with you, Harry, and I'm going to keep you frozen while I get killed. Uh, <laughs> that's the point. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, John, I'm looking here. Pick it up. Okay. Talk about I, the, the I, I like dance. watching her look for things. Um, well, it's interesting because uh, one of the questions that Joe has refused to answer about Dumbledore is... Um, what his Bogart would be. And, um, you know, your Bogart is what you're most afraid of. So some people wonder if this potion is like some liquefied Bogart thingy, having something to do with it, having to do with making you replay something you're terrified of and, like, intensified. Because you can't think that, that even if Dumbledore would normally come across a Bogart, he wouldn't crumble to pieces, no matter what it is. Because Dumbledore, he's an old man. He's lived a long time, and he's, you know, he has been around long enough to not freak out at seeing what he's most most feared of. So you would think that this potion would take that and intensify it to something overwhelming. And Lord knows what happened now. if Harry would have taken it. <laughs> LOL. Thank you, Raffle. Okay. <laughs> Anybody got that? Um, right there. Mm. Not funny. Right there. What's your name? Clarissa. Clarissa is going to do a dramatic reading for All us. All right. So, say your name into the mic for us. It's Clarissa. Tell us. Well, yeah, I know. Well, we know. Okay. <laughs> Nobody at home knows her pretty name. Come on. Okay. Um. It's all my fault. All my fault, he sobbed. Please make it stop. I know I did wrong. Oh, please make it stop. And I'll never, never again. This will make it stop, Professor, Harry said, his voice cracking as he tipped the seventh glass of potion into Dumbledore's mouth. Dumbledore began to cower as though invisible torturers surrounded him. His flailing hand almost knocked the refilled goblet from Harry's trembling hands as he moaned, Don't hurt them! Don't hurt them, please! Please, it's all my fault! Hurt me instead! Thank you very much, Clarissa. Intense... This is funny because this is going to be one scene that Gambin's going to get right because he, 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 he can play at that level. He can play way yeah. up here. He can't play down here very well. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing much in here, but up here, you know, he's going to be awesome at this scene. Yeah. So the question then is, the conundrum is, what was he envisioning? Was it, was it his worst fear? Was it his worst memory? Was it a vision of the future, a vision of the past? Now, when we did the interview with J.K. Rowling the day that this book came out, I'm just going to hang on to this for a while. Is that cool? Um, a day, the day that this book came out, we asked her... What um, would Dumbledore's Boggart, um, Patronus, or what, what would he see in the mirror of ever said? She wouldn't answer. She said, would give away too much, but if you want clues about that, reread book six. And I'm pretty sure this yeah. is the exact passage she was right. referring to. What else could it be? I mean, I don't know. There's plenty of stuff about Dumbledore. <laughs> Not really. In no, here. No. Um, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Ruffle. Um, they're going to get that eventually. They will. Okay. <laughs> don't hurt them. Yeah. Don't hurt them. Who do you guys think them is? No clue. No clue. His kids. Lily and James. His kids. His kids. Oh. Little Dumbledore's running around. Oh. Do you guys really want to know what the answer is? Have we given this a lot of thought? It's this part, part to do with the conversation we had about what would inspire somebody like Dumbledore to become a great wizard. What inspires somebody to excel and to study and to learn more than anybody else in his class and become something extraordinary? And usually, in most cases, for most heroes and most stories we read about, it's people that have terrible things happen to them, especially to their family. And so, if way back when, when these little Albus running around, and he's got a family, and you know, a family of, of wizards, of, we'd have to assume he's in a wizarding family. Well, he could be Muggleborn. No, he's be. not because of Aberforth. No. But um, if, if something were to have happened to his family, some dark wizard of their time, and somehow it was something to do with something curious Dumbledore, uh, curious Albus anyway, got his family in the line of, in trouble or did something to, you know, 
basically put his family in danger inadvertently. And he watched his, you know, his parents or his other brothers and sisters potentially get killed in front of him. And somehow, I don't know about the Aberforth connection, maybe, because he's not really, you know, doesn't mention Aberforth too much or, or talk about him. So we don't, and we don't know any other family members he could have. But, but she did say that Dumbledore's family was a profitable line of inquiry. When I say she, I mean Joe, the yeah. benevolent being. Which over the would home. also, which would also, you know, still make make this line of thought relevant. If his family is profitable, right. line of questioning, what happened to his family? Why and do if, we only hear about Aberforth? Yeah, Whereas, you know, he's 150 years old. Surely, someone's around. Yeah. And it's just like Harry. His family's gone. His he had his huge wizarding family. They're all. Hanging out there in the mirror of our set, and yeah. you, you know, we never see him. It's so. another one of those things that makes you wonder. Okay, well, that's really interesting, but why? How does that affect Harry's story? Well, so what you're saying right now is that this is his worst memory. Basically, his so, his worst memory. So yeah. this is his worst memory. The only other places we hear worst memories are when Dementors approach, and we know that Dementors deal with the soul and sucking out the soul. So if this is if this is, huh? Some people maintain that the act that the water the water water was the actual Horcrux, which I don't really I don't really buy, you know. That wouldn't make any sense. But maybe the water. I don't know. There just seems to be some connection. If it's the worst memory, and we're dealing, you know, we're dealing in souls and Horcruxes and Dementors make you remember your worst memory. There's got to be some. Yeah. You know. It's like, like like I was talking to them while you're looking for the book. I think that whatever this thing is does more than like traditional Dementor or a book or anything. It like intensifies it like tenfold or something. Who thinks that the that the um, water was going to was killing him anyway? Yeah. Some, something the inherent goes, with that potion is that. Oh, I thought he was dying since he got his hand almost. You know, oh, his hand did die, but his hand died. He was weakened dramatically. Do you want to come up and talk in there? So remember, even Voldemort said how you know Voldemort has been weakened. You know, he has been he's been injured, and they were celebrating that fact. Yeah. Go ahead. What's say your name and and, and your thought? I'm Gregory. Uh, I'm thinking: Is it possible that what if it isn't um, Dumbledore's memory, but perhaps Voldemort's? That's very interesting, making you relive somebody else's thought. I like that very much. Because I like that, Gregory. That actually makes a lot of sense because, you know, what if the person drinking it didn't have a big traumatic thing happen to him or wasn't really had too many demons? What if it's the stuff that's in a pensive? Just charmed yeah. or whatever. You know, because it's not really, the water keeps coming back. It is water, but she says the pensive is neither gas nor liquid. Mm-hmm. But what if something was done to that kind of same material to make this... Yeah. This gross, you know, this Horcrux liquid, Horcrux goo. Yeah. Well, essence of Horcrux. <laughs> to to be more general, let's let's ask this question: Do you think it's either something that you're reliving, either something your own memory or somebody else's, or do you think it's a fear, something that that you're afraid of? Because obviously, the emotion here we're seeing is terror and fear and everything. So, is it something that you're afraid See, of, or something that is an experience? Here, here's my here's my other thing. If this if this was Voldemort's memory. When would Voldemort have had the opportunity to think about other people? Don't hurt exactly. them. Okay. Yeah. Don't hurt them. It's my fault. You know, he's an orphan. Yeah. He doesn't care about people growing up. Exactly. And then he doesn't care about anybody else yeah. by the time he gets to Hogwarts. We see because we meet him in book six, you know. Sure. So I think this is probably Dumbledore's. And, and I'm really interested by it's all my fault. What did he do? What, did he, yeah. what, did, what does he think is his fault? You want to come up and talk into the mic? Yeah. That's, that's why I think it's something that happened. That's it's why I think it's like a memory. It could be his worst fear, too. It could sure. be. A lot of people have theorized that maybe it is um, Voldemort taking out? Hogwarts yeah. and the students. And he's terrified that it's he did something. You know, his, his mistakes led to Voldemort being able yeah. to do that, which is totally But he would awful. never cower before Voldemort like that and beg for the lives so of maybe everybody. So maybe this is Grindelwald. Yes. Grindelwald. <laughs> yes, she says. What's your name and your theory? My name is Rachel. Oh, your your thoughts. Oh, my thoughts. Yeah. I'm not quite sure about it's all my fault, but I'm thinking that maybe it was Neville's Neville's memory. Yeah. How did you get there? Because his parents were killed. Into the into the mic. We all know he loved his parents very much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. That's interesting. Um, 
Hmm. I'm still thinking that it's Dumbledore's. Yeah. And I, th- I sort of like the idea of Grindelwald because um, I always sort of thought that Grindelwald was the other person who made a horcrux. Dumbledore says that as far as Tom Riddle knew, only one other wizard had ever successfully created yeah. one horcrux, which means that we know of somebody else who's created one horcrux. Or Dumbledore knows at any rate. Or Dumbledore knows because he, he says he, that Tom Riddle knows. He, he could have just said... You know, as far as I know. No, but Dumbledore says as far as Tom Riddle exactly. knows. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Because he said as far as Tom Riddle knows, then that means that Dumbledore probably has knowledge that Tom Riddle doesn't have about who has made Horcruxes. No. Oh, right, okay, right. Dumbledore, I get it. Dumbledore might know of other people. Yeah. Yeah, who, who've made multiple Horcruxes. So I always sort of thought that it was Grindelwald, and that's why Dumbledore is so anti the subject, because he's dealt with it before. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to do the same things. And why he didn't tell Harry that, I'll just be angry about that forever you know tell harry tell harry hey i've done this before you know i've been down this road before here's how you harry's gonna inherit dumbledore's journal and he's gonna figure it all about it's where it takes five chapters to read dumbledore's journal and get caught up but think about how naturally this segues into the pensive because if this is a memory of dumbledore's and and harry gets the pensive there we find out you know um okay so who who's got some more ideas about this that we want to hear Oh, look at this. You are adorable. Come up. What's your name? Say it into the mic. You can Sophia. Pull that down. You can pull that down if you want. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Sophia. Ooh, okay. Better? Okay. Um, my idea is that um, maybe, I don't think that it is um, Dumbledore's worst fear because um, he doesn't see that in the mirror of Erised. So I think that if... It was his worst fear that, like, maybe his fam- something happened to his family. He might have seen his family in the mirror of Erised, like Harry did. Mm-hmm. We okay. don't know exactly what he's seen in the mirror of Erised, though. Because um, he did say that he was, like, holding a pair of socks. Yeah. Well, he said that he thinks he might see a pair of socks, which is a little different. It's like, it sounds like he was being a little evasive to yeah. Harry. Didn't Harry know? say something like he sounded like he just asked a very personal question, didn't even realize it? Right. And it seems to be a, a huge callback in this book. If Harry, like, oh, it was a personal question, he let it go. That's like sort of classic Joe for we're going to find out later. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you later. We'll see you in six books, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I really do think that we'll... That we will find out. Definitely. Um, I think he was just trying to tell Harry, like, well, that's what I think I'd see. But if Dumbledore actually did stand in front of it, then his answer might be a bit different. Mm-hmm. He probably doesn't even go near it anymore. Yeah. Come up and talk in the mic. What? Impression. Oh, oh, okay. I'm Nikki. Hello. Hi, Nikki. And I think I kind of agree with your idea that his, it's a memory about him losing his family because it makes sense with how he was trying to protect Harry so much to the point of having Harry be naive about Horcruxes and about Voldemort because he had experienced it himself and he wanted Harry to get that experience of having like his friends around him and people he cared about knowing that he himself had to lose those people in his search to... to um, Maybe destroy the Horcruxes of Grindelwald or something like that. Sure, sure, definitely. I think uh, to to go with that theory that he lost his family at you know a, a young and impressionable age and hasn't had any since would make sense that he's not really familiar with how to relate to family members and if he thinks that Harry or treats him like a grandson or something. He, he wouldn't necessarily. Maybe he would overcompensate and overprotect and and think more about his safety and keeping him with him than you know something that would have made more sense to actually prepare him for the stuff that's ahead and to let him in on things that would make his life more complicated and dangerous. Yeah, why not tell? Why tell Harry exactly what he needs to know? I don't, know. I don't say I agree with that. I'm saying it's a flaw that you can't blame him on if he didn't wizard. have the experience with how to handle that kind of relationship. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, um, how much time do we... Let's do... Hold on. Um, somebody way in the back. You you with the waving arm over there. Come up. We're going to sing a song while you come. We're punchy, sorry. Say your name and... I am David. Uh, I have a theory that's a little bit different, John, that, okay. that you just sparked. Uh, what if it's not a memory? What if it's a message? What if, like, the diary uh, where Tom Riddle could give a... 
uh, a message to uh, Lily or, or speak, what if the liquid contained something that was not a memory but an actual... A message from who to A who? message from Voldemort to who... Well, that's where it the... kind of falls apart. If it was specifically to Dumbledore, how did he know that Dumbledore sure. would be the one to get the thing? Yeah. But it could be... It, it might have be... been like, you think you're getting to me. You're trying to get at my soul. Let me show you what would happen if you were successful kind of thing. Right. Maybe he, maybe he encoded a few messages for a few different people. I mean, how many people could really break in there, right? Yeah. It's true. It's like, so it's it could like be his a, version of a It could be an active wall. thing where he's saying, don't hurt my students. And Voldemort somehow is in the potion is saying, right. I'm going to get them. Maybe it just taps into a person's worst fear and makes and presents yeah. a vision a vision based on that. Yeah, you know, it's I don't. Like, I don't think that those words would ever be Voldemort's voice as his own, like protect or you know save them or whatever. It's my fault. But I do like the idea that Voldemort is maybe getting into the the person's head and just kind of pulling the strings, especially because I mean we just heard from the film last night. Um, I mean, just reminding me of one of the quotes from the book on how Voldemort can get into your mind and he, and he can break it, he can unhinge it, and he can control it. Yeah. And if he's in there unhinging Dumbledore's mind and playing out a scene in his head... Playing out his, his worst fear, you know, as if it's happening. I don't know. I don't know. It's very tricky. It all comes back to I don't know, but... I know, can, doesn't it, though? We can always... We've been doing this for two years, yeah. and it all comes back to, well, we'll find out when the book's out. It's just so crazy that we're going to find out in, like, three weeks. Three weeks? It's like 21 days. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I don't even know I want to clap, you know? Three weeks from today, we'll be, like, waiting. I mean, pretty much about now, we'll be starting to come to stores and yeah. this store, right? Everybody come back here to Borders? Cool. Awesome. we got Everybody a big ball here, it looks house. like. Huh? They have a big ball going on here. Yeah, Deathly Hallows Ball. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Who's got a dress? Yeah, nice. Um, we'll be we'll be in Chicago. We wish we could be. Yeah. Out in San Francisco. Wish we could be everywhere. Yeah, we wish we could be all over the place. There's so many parties and, and yeah. things going on. So if you guys have been listening to our tour shows, you know that we've been doing a game, a dueling game, in which you have to like battle. I know everyone wants to play, but wait, we're gonna change things up because at the last in Los Angeles, John decided to throw the whole audience into the game, and we just sort of can't top that. So we're moving on. To an impressions contest. Oh. This is a bit of a test because not many people want to do impressions or think they can do impressions. So we're sort of curious if you guys if you guys can do it. So how should how should this go? Whoever at whatever point of the book Um, we're making this up right here. We apologize. I mean, I think it'd be easier to impersonate a, a movie character because they've not really heard the book's voices. Well, anybody you want. I mean, your Luna could be different than Sure. So, you know? so who thinks they do a mean someone? Nobody? Well, I could do a Hermione. Okay. Sure. Want to do a Let's Hermione? get some Hermione's up here. Anybody else do Hermione? Come Any hermione Any Hermione-ers? Hermione-ers? Hermonini. Hermonini. Okay, great. So we have our... Say your name and then, and then do your, your impression. And then these guys will, will choose the winner. I'm Badia, and here's a Hermione impression. Honestly, Harry, couldn't you do your homework? <laughs> there you go. There's Thanks, a Hermione. Badia. Thank you. Not Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> there you go. What's your name? Nikki. Nikki. I'm going to bed before either of you come up with another clever idea to get us killed. Or worse, expelled. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, so we got our three Hermione's. Okay, three Hermione's. Cheer for num- number one. That's very nice. Number two. Number two. Number three. Number three. Oh, number three. Andrew, you win. Come here. You win. In the- All right, who else has got one in them? You know you do. What's yours? Oh. Uh. <laughs> Any more Voldemort's? Come on up, Voldemort's. More Voldemort's. Who else does Voldemort? Say yes, I don't. Sorry, that was not Voldemort. Um, go ahead, what's your name? My name is Max. Uh, go ahead. Harry Potter, you will lose everything. Nice. Uh. <laughs> Very nice. Wait, hang out, hang out. Don't, don't sit down yet, don't sit down yet. Go ahead. What's your name? My name is Rachel, and I'm going to do an impression from the... 
from the fourth movie. Okay. Excellent. I can touch you now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. So, any more Voldemorts in the audience? Are you going to do a Voldemort? What's your name? Voldemort. Um, my name is Robert, and as you see, I'm supporting the oh, Dark Mark. Wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's is that hardcore. real? Is it real? Yeah, it's real. It's real? Oh, it goes wow. all the way around your arm? <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to sit over here. You're a Death Eater. That's scary. Okay, getting involved. Don't you turn your back on me, Harry Potter. I want you to look at me when I kill you. Very nice. That's going to be tough. Okay. Our three Voldemorts. Yes. For number one. For number two. For number three. I think number one is our winner. Thank you very much. Good work. Hang out over here. All right, who else Who else has one in them? LOL. Ruffle. Um, over here. Oh, yeah, I want a Luna. Luna. Who else can I do a Luna? Play. You want to play? No. Go ahead. <laughs> you can do it. Here comes Destra. <laughs> I just saw her do that for real last night. Yeah. All the other journalists in the room couldn't understand why when she said that we were like, <laughs> any other Lunas? Luna, 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 Luna. Okay, you're you're gonna win. I'm I'm Kate, and I'm gonna copy John's, but okay. They're called Bestials. See, that's better. <laughs> yes, there you go. That was a little slower. That's better. Thank you. Oh wait, we got another Luna. Come here. Come back. Where are you going? Run away. Where are you going? Oh, to get to study. Run away. They're called Destros. Luna, like, steals the movie, by the Destros. way. I know we're not supposed to be saying these things. Don't tell anyone. They're She's gentle, awesome. Actually. She's great. She's People usually there. stay away from them. Destros? They're a bit different. <laughs> So's John. Okay, my name is Patty. So Judy says, had a good summer, Luna? She says, yes. Okay, yes, it was quite enjoyable. You know, you're Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Okay, our Luna's number one. Yay! Number two. Our number two wins it. Come over here. For the win. Hello. Oh, my God. They're all standing here like, yay. Yeah, we won. We get to stand here. Um, what do you think? One more? Any umbrages out there? Can you? Okay. We need at least two. At least two. Another umbrage anywhere? Oh, come on. Umbridge was so unbelievably oh, awesome in the movie. Oh, my god! Wait until you see this. Whew. Okay, go for it. Awesome. Thank you. Wait, go. I think you win. Any other umbrages? No, she wins. For the win. All right. One. We have one more impression. So if anybody's got one they really want to do. Oh, yeah? Not me. Dobby or what did you want to do? Or I saw your hand up. I saw somebody's hand up over there. Okay, let's do Dobby. It's a little funner. Not me. Not a mighty. Anybody else got a Dobby in them? I see somebody pointing at somebody else, which is code for she can do it, but she doesn't want to get you up. You shall not harm Harry Potter. Okay, go for it. I'm Crodgers, and <clears throat> Dolby is free! <laughs> Yay! Free! Yay! Dolby is free! Go, go, see, go see our, our blonde lady. Our, Dolby, thank you. Well, that was fun. Um, the, this is now our favorite favorite part, which is when we get to hear all your... Thoughts, discussions, questions, things you want to talk about, Crazy things you want to talk theories. about with everybody, your favorite theory that nobody in your house will listen to. Insane. Um, so what we're going to do is you come up and, and form a line, and we'll, we'll get through as many as we can. Just get to the, yes. the mic. Dobby's free. Dobby's free. Anybody say your name, speak into the mic, and let us know what your... Thought, suggestion, theory, question, la 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 la, la is. Go for it, go for it, go ahead. Alright, um. Ooh, there's a whole line, check it out. I recently was watching X Men Evolution, and. Ooh, I don't know we just why, talked about this. But, <laughs> but I was watching it, and I, I was looking at it, and I was like, 
they, it's so similar to Harry Potter. Like, Professor Xavier is kind of like Dumbledore. And then, you know, they're kind of trying to um, preserve the mutant world. And then there's this big, super huge mutant um, apocalypse who comes out. And they're all, like, fight to, like, destroy him. And um, it's like in Harry Potter with Voldemort being there. And they all try to... Uh, at first, they were trying to live secretly because they were afraid that the normal people wouldn't want them because they have all these special powers. Again, like wizards who have magic and stuff. And they're trying to keep it all secret. And so, uh, yeah, kind of like that. That was okay. a cool movie. We just talked about X-Men. I don't we, know we why. Com- we compared X-Men 3 to the, la- the latest movie for reasons that I guess we still can't talk about yet, but... Um, I don't know how many comparisons, though, I'd see as far as the storylines to those two movies. I think X-Men 3 parallels the show Heroes a lot more than it does Harry Potter. I don't know if anybody watches Heroes. Heroes? um, Good stuff. Well, thank you. Nice shirt. Thanks, I made it. Oh, my gosh. Check out our shirt. It says Dumbledore's Army, and it's got all the fatigues. So I'm Amy. Um, Are you singing Harry and the Potters? No. <laughs> Bear with me because I just came up with this theory in the car. And okay. I'm not a Those are the best. Person. Yeah. Okay. So we all know that Harry's only family is the Dursleys and Petunia and that, that staying with them, he's protected by the same lily magic, stuff like that. Surely. So what if... Lily magic. <laughs> so what if when Voldemort took Harry's blood to resurrect... Um, that same blood that's in Voldemort now is that protected blood, and that was the gleam of triumph in Voldemort in Dumbledore's eye. Because mm-hmm. now the blood that protects Harry, the the Lily blood, kind of protects. That Voldemort will have the same sort of instincts and impulses at the very end of it that he, or maybe because... just that he can't, he wouldn't be able to defeat Harry or something like that. Because well, that. I think J.K. Rowling addressed this a little bit on her site. I think she said, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, that. The gleam of triumph meant that neither one of the one of them was invincible, and she said no, that it's not. You know, oh, I don't think but, it's invincible. Right. I think it would. Well, it can't be. Yeah, I mean, there's something. There definitely helped. Whatever Dumbledore was gleaming yeah. about over there was. He was happy the, Dumbledore. Yeah, happy Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm, I don't. I don't know. What do you guys think? Gleam of triumph about the blood that the, now he's been. Well, we know that it is the protection did carry over because Voldemort can then touch Harry and he couldn't touch him before. Sure. So, um... I can touch you now. <laughs> um, <Crucial>. Sorry. <laughs> Leave my lines Cru- alone. Crucial. <laughs> Crucial. <laughs> well, you infect me with them and then I have to uh. say them again. Um, oh, well, thank you. No Who's next? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's not next. No, sorry. Voldemort? Yeah, Death Eater? Death Eater again. Dude. Um, I was thinking about how um, everyone's talking about the time travel theory sure. about Harry going back, but it never made sense to me because there's no real reason for them to go back. Wait, hang on one second. Everybody, every city we've gone to, somebody's brought this up. Who knows what the time travel theory is? Okay. Just to, in case you don't, the time travel theory is that the person who was at Godric's Hollow the night of Harry Perry's parents' death was Harry. That he'd gone back, and that's why Dumbledore knows that Harry's going to be okay through all this time because he speaks to the Dumbledore of 16 years ago. That's why um, I don't know. There's a lot of that's why's, but also that um, the big thing that he would have to do, and J.K. Rowling said there's something that Harry ends up having to do, is letting the events of 1981 occur, letting yeah. Voldemort kill his parents because he knows it's the way to eventually kill Voldemort in some yeah. high fluent fashion. See, here's why that's not unlikely, work. but. Here's why that can't work. Well, let him finish his thought. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm okay. just t- explaining it before he finishes his thought. Oh, that's Go right. ahead. Okay. Uh, well, I was thinking about this in relation to the Horcruxes, and I was thinking, like, what if the only way to destroy a certain Horcrux is to do it around the time it was created? So the only way to do that is to go back in time in order to stop it. Like, what if it's something that can only happen once in a while, and Ooh. so Voldemort did it then? So they have to destroy it. But um, the diary was destroyed. They don't all have to be done the same way, though. Yeah, that doesn't have to be, be you know, the only way to destroy a Horcrux. So Voldemort might have been smart enough to say, okay, this thing is only going to be here at this time. So I'm going to make this a Horcrux so my soul will literally be immortal because they can't find this thing and destroy it. He sends it out into the the time travel universe. What if he made the moon a Horcrux? (laughs) But only, like, like, a special moon. Actually, I was thinking of Halley's Comet, but... 
That'd be one. That'd be one hard. So what if you really needed that Horcrux? Well, what somebody <laughs> else said was, "What about a phoenix?" Yeah, you can't kill a phoenix, right? Mm. Yeah, a phoenix so. is no way gonna allow you to make a Horcrux. That's also true. They'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah, <laughs> out and it like throws same, fire out its mouth. For the same reason, Harry's not a Horcrux. Yeah, He's not. Thank you very much. Now, the reason that Harry can't be the one to go back in time, of course, is James, being one of the um, Marauders that created the Marauders map, would have surely created a similar map for Godric's Hollow and watched it the night that um, the attack happened and would certainly notice another Harry Potter on his map. Or, or well, Who says he couldn't have? Who couldn't have what? Noticed another Harry Potter. Because there's a Harry Potter, the baby, and where he's supposed to be. And I understand then that, but there's Potter a whole chunk map. of chunk of things we haven't seen. Harry could have no. had a moment where he met his parents. You know well, what I mean? Was, there because, was the, certainly... because the Potters knew that Voldemort was coming. How did no. they know? How did they know what? That Voldemort was coming. They seemed to know. They said, it's him. You know, like, expectation, it's him. Mm. Yeah, it could have been like, yeah, it's Voldemort. Yeah, we know he's looking for us. Sure. But it's totally possible that they were warned, you know. Mm. Anyway, uh, maybe. Well, one thing that was very interesting that I just thought of also is that I remember a long time ago hearing about when the Sorcerer's Stone movie was made and they did the whole flashback to Godric's Hollow. That was one particular scene that Joe actually had involvement in its blocking and its shooting and everything. Yeah. Every shot, every angle. And no, they never said Yes, they did. I All they said you. was that she helped them write it. That's the only thing that was ever said. It wasn't written. It was beyond right. It was what actually was what angles of the room we were seeing. What article did you read this in? It was a long time ago. I know it was ago. a long time ago. I don't time remember. Ago. I don't keep you know, my little bibliography oh. next to me. The only thing was, a, was an oblique reference from one of the crew members or, one, or David Hamer or something saying that she helped them do that scene. That she wrote it specifically. Which could mean that camera and could mean anything. It yeah. probably does mean all those things. But that's all they said, you know? I'm, I'm, the way I'm remembering it is that it had to do with what we were actually seeing on screen and what we, more importantly, were not seeing. Well, there's that no was lines to that scene, really. I mean, it's, it's all yeah, visual it's, anyway, it's so it had to have been. Seeing. It had to be what you see, what you don't see, you know, et yeah. Like what, like... Like, there was no shot, for instance, of Lily's point of view or behind Lily towards Voldemort, which would say whether or not Voldemort was by himself or if there was somebody next to him. He wasn't by himself. I think Snape was there. I think Pettigrew was there. I think it was a party. Yeah. Everybody was there. All the evil people are, you know. They had hats. Okay, (laughs) next. Okay. Nikki again. Um, I kind of... This idea kind of came together for me in the car on the way here, listening to the Phoenix podcast. Um, one of the things discussed was Lily's eyes and the correlation to Harry having Lily's eyes. And I know this is kind of relying heavily on other theories, but um, if you think that Harry is a Horcrux um, and that Lily's eyes um, really is just saying that it's like a physical appearance of this love protection inside Harry. Maybe he has, or he doesn't have to, but maybe he will sacrifice himself for someone he loves, like perhaps Ginny, and that could could make the magic of Lily's love counteract and destroy the Horcrux. Or either way, even if it, he isn't Horcrux, it could help in some way, I guess. Hmm. And that way he wouldn't die. I mean, I don't think he's going to die. He's not going to die. No. Yeah, he's Clearly. Not gonna die. Melissa says so. See, green yeah. shirt? Not going to die. He's all, he's all like, leave me alone. <laughs> I, I got nothing. I got nothing there either. I mean, it's possible. You know, that the... I, I sort of lost me halfway through. I, like, I, I was... Tr- I, something went wrong in my understanding of it. But it's okay. okay. Thank you. I just want to keep going through the... Line. But do you again and... In the book, Harry and Cho are going to kiss? Yep. Yeah. Harry and... The, you mean in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they do. They kiss all right. Oof. You've seen the picture. You've all seen the picture. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Harry kisses. Everybody... Yeah, that's because in the third year, Harry had a crush on Cho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. You're totally right. And he finally gets her. He does. And she he cries gets her, the entire and cries. time, and it was yeah. a, a bummer. The whole movie, well, we're going to stop talking. Anyway, thank you. We're going to get killed by Warner Brothers. Okay. Hi, Manser. Uh, what do you feel about uh, Harry in his last year doing independent study? You know, the first, 
the first, uh, during the fall, locate horcruxes. Mm-hmm. During the winter, destroy horcruxes. <laughs> yes. And during the spring, defeat Voldemort. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you think he would get, like, course credit for defeating horcruxes and defeating I think Voldemort? they'd grant him a diploma if yeah, he defeats Voldemort. Like, what do you guys think? Yeah. You didn't go to school this year, but... Oh, well, I think it'll fine. amount to something like independent study, whether or not Hogwarts acknowledges it. He's obviously going to have to have some continued training in some other degrees of magic that'll be helpful to him. I don't think he's going to learn any more, you know, history of magic. But he was going to get lessons from Dalish. Dalish will be very big in his training, but, and also some other senior order members and stuff, I'm sure. But I don't know if they have distance learning for Hogwarts. I mean, it, it would <laughs> well, be kind of similar. But poor Hermione, like, she, she, she's pledged her to go help Harry, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the meantime, she's, she's going to miss her seventh year if she does. I know. We but think. it would give him access to the school and all the resources. Yeah. but still give him the independence. Oh, you, oh, you really think he was going to like sign up and be an independent student yeah. and, and get access? Well, he does need access to the room of requirement. I think. I think we haven't seen the last of that of that room, huh? Yeah. Well, That's here's what, I mean, didn't Joe say at some point that he would be returning because, no. like, like some people say because you know the books. I'll say year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, year six, year seven. Like they're his. Like his, she never so said that, either way. I thought there was an interview a long time ago that he was going to have seven years in school. It was like well, well the she first always said that she imagined that seven out. years in school, but she never said yeah. definitively. Like when she raised the question in six of whether he's coming back to school, she never said definitively whether he yeah. is or not. You know, yeah. but there's seven years. I mean, we're going to see Hogwarts. We're going to find out who's teaching defense against the. I mean, they're not going to close the school. No, I mean, I don't think he, they would lock him out of the school either. Be like, no, you're not yeah. a student. You get out of our library. Get out. You're trying to save our lives? How They're all going to be out? on his team. They're all going to be helping, especially after six when he's the chosen one and everybody knows he was telling the truth. I mean, the school is going to be yeah. as helpful as I can. The better question is how helpful will the ministry be with all of this? That could make or break everything for a while. Yeah. I think they'll eventually come around, but they're going to be in his way every step. Cool. Thank you. It'll be dollish that'll convince the ministry to come around. Yeah. He's the voice of reason. <laughs> My name is Callan, and I was wondering what you guys thought about Snape's Patronus, because I thought it might be a fox, because he's sly and cunning. And I think in the beginning, in Spinner's End of Half-Blood Prince, when Bellatrix killed the fox, it might represent a foreshadow of Snape being killed in the final book. A lot of people have said that. Yeah, you're right. That's just been a theory like, um, that it was symbolic. That you... It would have been very random, unless it was just to illustrate just how big of a baddie Bellatrix is. And I thought we knew that already. Killing random animals. And make, oh, yeah. maybe it could have been a death eater. Or it could have been an aura. And But it, if you wanted to do that also, why not make it a bunny? You know, why yeah. make it a fox? You know, yeah. if you're going to show how crazy she is. You know, yeah. I like the I like the imagery of the fox around Spinner's End because it's it's very much in with Snape. You know, his whole... Um, it's foxy. Yeah. He's, he's slimy. He's not foxy, foxy at Snape. all. But he's, it's, it's, he's duplicitous. You know? I don't know. I really... Th- I think I think that... I'm sort of hoping that if Snape dies, he does it under his own terms. And yeah. He gives himself up, you know. No. Be fun if it was. But Bellatrix Bellatrix. has already sucker killed one character. He's not going to do it again. Thank you. Well, you don't know that. I, I, I don't want Bellatrix to be the hit lady in this whole story. I want to talk Let's about the movie. I'm sorry, I want to, but you know. No. You, oh, fun! So awesome. Check it out. We got a copy. You can't read it. We uh, win. We win. Podcast for the win. Thank you I so much. It. What's your That's name? so cool. Um, I'm Samantha. Um, <laughs> this I is awesome. There's gifts in there for you and Sue. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it opens Samantha. up. We're going to open it. Well, here, you do your theory while we train. Yes. Actually, well, um, my, uh, uh, I just think that since Joe said that... Uh, Don't be nervous. I know. No, um, I think that the reason why we're going to see crumbs... Um, in the book, is he's going to be at the wedding. Ooh, Hermione's deep. You know, he's going to try to dance with Hermione, and Ryan's going to be all punch like, him in the jaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vicky, come here. Um, just because you know they were in the Triwizard Tournament. With, you know, well, I think there's got to be some element of the international cooperation that Hermione has been trying to keep up. That they all yeah. keep harping on. That it'll be helpful to them in their Horcrux hunt to head over to Bulgaria or to head over to that part of the world. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I, I want yeah. that to happen. I want well, Crumb to be all friendly and Ron to just be like, all right, enough yeah. of this. Well, enough. see, like, Hermione and Crumb talking and then, like, Ron somehow 
Ron's gonna walk up and kiss her. He just goes crazy. Yeah. That's like look. I thought for a while that the wedding was going to be the moment that Ron and Hermione would get together because everybody gets, you know, romantic at weddings and things, and it's going to be all like, I don't know where your weddings you're. I don't going know what to. weddings you've never been to, I guess. But I'm going know. to the wrong weddings, apparently. No, I don't know. They're going to be at the at the reception and everything. They're going to be dancing, and Hermione's going to be there, all dressed up to the nines, and. <laughs> Pass me a note, and then we'll dance. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I think it's got to be a little bit more, have a little bit more impact than that. I don't think we're going to see much of the of the wedding. It's a little too happy and la la la. Well, I hope um, they if we don't do see a lot of the wedding, then that means that something crazy is going on in it, like Voldemort yeah, comes in. That's true. It says I want to dance. Well, I mean, they, they made a point to mention it so many times in, in six. Yeah, that like they're, going, a, to the like the they're yeah. going to the wedding together. They're going to the. Who thinks they're wearing dress robes from the wedding on the front of the British edition cover? Ron and Hermione are in dress robes, and people say that maybe they were at the wedding and they got interrupted, and that's why they're off on this hunt or whatever, and they haven't changed out of their clothes. Or, you know, not. No. <laughs> I don't think anyone's thought it that way. Thought about that yet, but... Thank, thank you so much for this. I can't wait to open yeah. it, but I don't want to... But thank you. We'll see, it after, we'll see you after. I mean, um, do you guys think it's going to take the entire book to get to the Ron and Hermione romance? Because that'd be such a bummer. We build no, it up to that whole thing. God. And then it's going to be like chapter second to the last. Be like, oh, by the way, I like you. And then we have one chapter to actually be with them for that. They have to just step it up. They have to just, you know, come on. It needs to happen early. We can't have been waiting seven books to get two pages of them, like, you know, know, enjoying each other's presence. And then Ron and Hermione hold hands. Held hands. But I guess she has to keep the tension going because it's sort of boring. So I think maybe like like a third to halfway through she can probably wrap that up. And then, of course, at the end... Thank you very much, Harry and Ginny. Heck yes. And Ginny, fifth movie, and that's all I can say. So. She did good. She did good. Um, I'm Come Kaya, on. and this is actually my friend's theory, but she's not here, and I thought it was interesting. Um, but she thinks that um, how powerful like a wizard is depends like on their willpower and their self-confidence. Like, with Neville, it'd be like work because he doesn't have a lot of self-confidence. And... I think, like, with Voldemort, he obviously has a lot of self-confidence. Sure. So, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I think about it, but I thought it was interesting. I don't know what you guys think. I, mean, I think there's a real... Car- I mean, Neville gets his own wand, and he starts becoming mm-hmm. a really good wizard. You know, he starts to get his own his self-confidence, also you know? with um, Voldemort's um, mother, she obviously... Like, she has trouble performing a spell. I forgot what it is. And when she's being The simplest. So, yeah. You know? And then when they go away... Dumbledore suspected when when Merope, which is Tom Riddle's mother, was not anymore in the presence of her horrible uh, father and brother, they she w- was able to make love potions enough to sustain Tom Riddle. You know, so yeah, I think you're totally correct, John. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Cool shirt, you made it yourself. I made it myself. That's pretty cool. Check out our shirt. It has our art on it. Aww. Um, I'm Kate again, and I don't know how much I believe this theory, but I think it's pretty interesting, and it supports Harry is a horcrux, and he doesn't die. So, um, the, and I heard this when I went to go see Ben and Emerson, and they, they said... They think that he's a horcrux. They're so wrong. But yeah. they, they, one girl brought up that, um, why would Joe make... A creature that could suck out souls. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That's not a nuke. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not saying it to you. I'm yeah. being to them because they keep. They tried to. I saw them a couple of weeks ago, and they tried, to, like, even after the thing, tried to get it into my head. And I'm, um, Emerson's pretty convincing. No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've we've talked about that on podcast. That yes, there are dementors. They can suck. They can suck pieces of soul out, and that's very convenient. But no, I don't know how <sighs> they could. The reason I don't really believe is I don't know how they could. Determine between Voldemort's yeah. and like, excuse right. me, Mister Dementor. Right. When you go to suck one? out my soul, just grab that dirty one over here in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Leave mine alone. Otherwise, you know. And the other thing would... is that that doesn't have to be evidence that Harry is a Horcrux. Yeah. It just is only evidence that a Dementor could be used to get this. A soul could, out it of could befriend the Dementor someone. and bring him along the trip. And yeah. Here's another Horcrux, Mister Dementor. It's like Casper, the friendly Dementor. Yeah. Like you know, you take him <laughs> along. Him He's like feeling neglected by the rest of the Dementor, so he becomes good. It's a whole yeah. other book series, but thank you. Yeah. Give the Dementor a makeover. I'm Layla, and um, my theory is kind of. I just thought of it as I was sitting down t- listening to you guys. Cool. And I noticed you were talking a lot about the potion that Dumbledore was drinking. 
And I was thinking, we know at the end of the book, they find out that the that the Horcrux, like, like the locket they got wasn't the actual Horcrux, that R.A.B. had gotten the real one. And I was thinking maybe that potion was put by, wasn't put by Voldemort, maybe it was put by R.A.B., kind of like, maybe if someone else came back to get something Like, like R.A.B. was trying to stop yeah. other people from getting to it? Yeah, he was trying to stop other people and like kind of warning them about it. That's totally possible. Mm-hmm. Um, after they grabbed the locket out of it, help me remember this. Did the bowl fill back up with stuff again? Yeah, it filled back up. It filled back up instantaneously. So it seems to suggest that that was Voldemort's. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I was just thinking doing a bit like I Because yeah. R.I.B. went out of his way to put like a false locket in there, no. so he would want everything to appear as it was and. Well, here's the thing: Did he have normal. to then drink? Did he have to then drink, or have somebody else, probably creature? Well, what do you think? Drink the potion so twice. Up for? Yeah. Well, creatures had a long life in that crazy, crazy, crazy house. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could have just, you know, went in and grabbed the hor- grabbed the Horcrux locket and threw in the other one, all Indiana Jones style, <laughs> and let it fill back up again. You know, because yeah. I mean, you, would the the stuff not let you drop something down it? You're asking me? I don't know the rules of the liquidy thing. The rules of the liquidy thing. Well, thank you. one of my books. All right, we have time for just whoever's online now, and then we have to to wrap it up. Hi, uh, my name is TJ. And um, do you guys remember that scene, like, um, in uh, book six where Dumbledore takes Harry aside and, you know, he's brushing off a lot of spiders off his hat? Yeah. Yeah. you know, there seems to be like a lot of spiders in that book, and I was yeah. thinking, you know, spinners and Snape. I don't yeah. know if I believe it. What do you think? Maybe it could be Snape's animagus, or if it's not, if it's not Snape, it has to be still somebody because I don't think that it's just incidental. That the all the spiders. Yeah, I think I think something. Joe likes the spider imagery. That yeah, you know, it's creepy, Dusty, gross, creepy. And Ron and Rupert are both afraid of spiders. As we hear in every they, interview. They both have ginger hair. They both have ginger hair. Big, come from big families. Big families. Yeah, um, they like sweets. Um, you've all heard that interview, right, with Ron? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I always thought, thought that maybe Snape's Animagus was a bat or... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think when Joe uses a, uses spiders for something, she goes out of her way to use spiders. Like, oh, look at all the spiders in, the, in Hogwarts all in a line and going down to the forest and everything. And yeah. I, think, I think we're spidered I think, out. Yeah, I think we're spidered out. Acromantulas, little spiders, spiders on the hats. I, I'm done. Yeah. But Spinner's End was right before that. That's and then, true. you know, like, all, yeah. then, you know, we have all these spiders. Like, That's he true. brushes it off his hat, I think, twice. You know, yeah. oh, excuse me, there's a spider. Here's Maybe. another spider. Oh, and I just want to brag, I got an outstanding in my wombats. Thank you. Dude! So did I! Shock of my life! I'm still waiting to I see what I got, because my code has should... been... I'm sorry? My, uh, my code has been buried, you know, somewhere in my laptop. I haven't turned it on this whole trip, and i got to see, maybe after the show, I'll go figure out what, what I got. What you got? Yeah. I was com- in complete shock. I said, you should work for the ministry. I was like, fat chance. Uh, yeah. No, it was cool. Oh, well. Very, very cool. But I got like an E on one and an A on the one before, or something. So, you know, progressive, progressive. All right. Last one? Last one, or one and two? Uh, hello, um, I'm Julian. Um... Well, I'm, I just want to talk about, you know, in book one, the sorting hat. Um, um, it says Hufflepuff is hardworking and Ravenclaw is, like, intelligent. And, like, Hermione, she's, like, hardworking and intelligent, but she doesn't find herself in Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff, but in, like, Griff, um, Gryffindor. Yeah. And the Weasel brothers, the... Um, Fred and George. Yeah, they're, they, like... They're like cunning, and they like ditch, ditch all the people, every, everybody, and but they don't like find themselves in like Slytherin or something. Yeah. Like, um, I think that her with Hermione, it's just a matter of just imagine how brave she is when put to it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think that like the Sorting Hat knew what was gonna happen. Like, it's bad. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So she, he put like all. He set it up in like Gryffindor, so they could help Peter yeah. to like stay alive or something. Peter, yeah, I mean uh, um, Harry. 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 Yeah. I was gonna say, whoa, wait, what books are we reading here? Whole other level that would have been. <laughs> Evil Sorting Hat. Totally, but I mean the, po- the the Sorting Hat does seem to know what's going on in the outside world. 
seem to have project, and I think this whole unite from within or be destroyed from without is hugely prophetic. A time traveling sorting. Yes, he's a time traveling. He's got a flux capacitor. Oh, we should we should mention um, if you stick around, we have people sign our van, and this is the last place. We've got one spot left for San Francisco. People have been signing it on the whole trip. We have a wand. Anybody hear about Wandicorn? Did you hear this online yet? No. Tear it up. Tear it up. Um, Wandicorn. Harry and the Potters drew this on our van the first night we met up with them in Albuquerque. He is part unicorn, part, part unicorn, squid, part squid, part lobster. part lobster. He's got a wand for a horn, and there are eyes on the wand. He's got and a he's claw, got a, and he has a hook now also. A hook and a flux capacitor, so he's yeah. time traveling. Yeah. Um, and he's on the back of the van. You'll be hearing a lot more about him yes. with Harry and the Potters. But yeah, stick around. We'll have you sign the van, and, and then we have to wash it tomorrow and send it back to the dealer. No, we'll take lots of pictures we'll and pictures. videos and people dancing on it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we hope that you had a great time here today and that you'll listen to future podcasts and that we will see you again. Yay. Bye-bye. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. W-3. Oh, and about time to... Now, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 